Hello, and welcome to Legally Bond, a podcast presented by the law firm Bond, Schenck & King. I'm your host, Kim Wolf-Price. On today's episode, we'll, we will be talking to Cressida Dixon, Deputy Managing Member of our Rochester office and the new Public Administrator for Monroe County. Hey, Cressida, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hi. It's good to have the chance to talk to you. It's been a while since we've been able to sit down, so I really appreciate this. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, I have so many questions about your work, about integrating your practices with your busy life. And But before I jump in, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, like where you're from, where you went to school? How'd you get to Bond? Sure. Um, so I grew up in a small town down near Binghamton in Norwich. So grew up down there, um, graduated in 1988. And then I went to Albany undergrad. And then I went to Syracuse Law School. After graduating from law school, I had done my internship at, um, at a uh, Hinman, Howard and Cattell in Binghamton. But I knew I didn't want to return to Binghamton just because I was looking for a little bit more um, larger city, but, you know, still stay in upstate New York, still stay near my folks. And my sister lived in Rochester. So I came to Rochester. Um, I actually started my career at Woods Oviet. I was at Woods Oviet Gilman just shy of a year. And then I got an offer from Nixon Hargrave at the time. I went to Nixon Hargrave. I had, wasn't even yet quite a first-year associate. And Nixon Hargrave then merged with Peabody Brown out of Boston. Right. I was there probably 15 years in their, what they call private clients group, which is akin yep. to the trust and estates group. Um, I was a partner at Nixon. And then in 11 years ago, um, I came over to Bond with, actually, there were four total that came from Nixon at the same time as myself, uh, three other attorneys. So um, the Rochester Office of Bond had just opened, I think, a year prior to that. And so they were still growing the office to try to make it more full service. And so they reached out to me and asked me if I was interested. I really wasn't necessarily looking to move. But um, having met some of the folks that were in the Rochester office, it was very intriguing. Um, and so I made the leap of faith and um Quoting someone uh, that I once read in a newspaper, it said, the only risk in life is complacency. And that stuck with me. So I took the risk, which most attorneys, as we know, are very risk averse. So it was a big move for me, um, but it's a move I don't regret. We're very glad that you did take that that chance and, and joined us here at Bonchek and King. And really at the beginning of the Rochester office, you know, it's only a year or so old. So that's great. And uh, um, it's great to see how long you've, you know, you've stayed with us and that your deputy managing mm -hmm. your deputy managing member for the office. So there's a lot of positives. That's great. Yeah. So you practice in trust and estates law. Some places do call it private client, some of the big law firms. But the big topic right now that I thought we'd start with is your new role as the Monroe County Public Administrator. First of all, I want to congratulate you on that. Thank That's you. pretty amazing. Thank you. And I need to keep pointing out that you are the first woman to hold that role and, and in such a big county. So that's pretty amazing. Right, pretty amazing. right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing on many levels, most importantly of which that there never was a female before. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. the prior public administrator had served in that role 20 years, though. Okay, so these are long-term roles, typically, that people hold them for quite a while. They were appointed for 10 years. That's interesting. So, okay. So well, let's start with the basics for those who don't know. So what is a public administrator? What do we mean? Certainly. Um, it's, it's basically akin to an executor under a will. But the public administrator is oftentimes called into play to administer an, an estate of someone who's died without a will 
and more importantly, without family or a family that's not willing to serve. Okay. That's the official appointment. But as we're quickly learning here, those of us who are working on this team and this office, it's a lot more. Um, by way of detail, which I, I think came as a surprise to us and does come as a surprise to many um, that have explained the role, it all begins with death calls. They're quote unquote called death calls. They're calls that come in from the hospitals, from the coroner's office, um, from the nursing oh. homes. And they call to let our office know, one, someone's died and they don't believe there's any family. And then what happens thereafter, if there's real property, they will literally seal the door with a sticker with my name on it saying it's sealed by the public administrator. And to break that seal is actually a crime. So that's the first step. But then our job then thereafter is to investigate and try to find to locate family members. So we have to do, quote unquote, due diligence. If we don't find family members, and this is even before our appointment, the biggest challenge that I faced thus far is we have to decide whether to bury or cremate someone. So it's okay. Someone you've never met, right? That's a big responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. And I'm one of those people who um I just I I'm very troubled by making decisions for someone else in that fashion, in particular when it's truly a personal decision. So thus far we've taken the very conservative approach, which is what the prior public administrator did, which is we've buried everyone for whom we've not had been able to find a family. Right, because so. then if you find a family member, they can make a different decision. But if you go the other way, they can. We just had that. Yeah, we just already had it. Um, it was someone, and with the pandemic, you can well imagine the death calls have tripled. My goodness. Um, and we've gotten a lot of calls from the coroner's office because the morgue is actually very filled. It's and it's so sad. It's so sad. But um, we two months looked for family members, and this particular individual intentionally tried to um stay under the radar and not let his family find him. And then shortly after we buried him, the family did come forward. But wow. so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, so it's very emotionally challenging too. Yes, absolutely. It's emotionally challenging. It's, um, and it starts so quickly with those calls before appointment. So We're not used to that as lawyers. No. And, and, and furthermore, um, the prior public administrator had 120 ongoing matters that were just transferred to us on January 1. Wow, so, so that's the official start of your of your ten years was January one. Correct, correct. And of those appointments, also includes um, serving as trustee of a number of supplemental needs trusts and guardians. A guardian, I'm a guardian of a number of of, of guardianship accounts. So it's it's and then the trustee of the supplemental needs trust, which is some would know as a special needs trust for individuals that may have you know been diagnosed with special needs, what have you, and can't manage their own affairs. So we get calls sometimes 12 times a day from an individual who's just not rationally thinking, but asking for things from puppies to artwork to, and, and so we have to yeah. make hard uh, decisions as well. Yeah. And sometimes they're just looking for someone to talk to yeah. even. And yeah. so you have to sort of balance how to, to handle all of that. Well, you took this over in the middle of a global pandemic, um, which is a, a very in time of um, in increased stress there. But how big is Monroe County? I mean, it, it's a big county. There's a lot it's, of people, right? It's one of the biggest. Of um, I, you know, um, I, it's just shy of a million. I think it might be around 800,000. And, and, and to that point, um, there are only so many public administrators serving around the state. In upstate New York above, um, you know, 
above Westchester um, and that those counties there, you only have three counties, Onondaga, Monroe, and Erie, that have appointed public administrators. The smaller counties do not have that role. Okay. So it is the big counties where you, where you see this. And you just said that the past administrator transferred over 100 active matters to you. And then you're not even going to know what a normal month looks like for quite a while, I don't think, because of the pandemic and because of that kind of transfer. No. So even with, with 120 active files every day, we're still getting death calls, which every day, the 120 grows every day. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's It's got to be, um, it's certainly, I think they would call it baptism by fire. It's the way you are. Um, <laughs> becoming... it's, a good, it's a good way to describe it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, how does the work of the public administrator then differ from your traditional practice? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think part of it is um, a lot of people, unfortunately, who pass away without family or without a will tend to be those who perhaps can't afford an attorney. Um, so that tends to be more um, of a population that the disparity in, I think, wealth between the public administrator role and, and my private clients is pretty large. So, but what I've explained to others, what I like about this is that, um, Kim, you yourself, being in a big firm from Nixon to here, you're always encouraged to do volunteer work. You're always encouraged to give back to your community and help those who would not otherwise have the opportunity to hire or retain your services. And it's 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 such a great concept and it's such a great thing for firms to encourage. But the reality is it's so hard to find that time. It is so, hard. so this has forced me to make this a part of my everyday practice, which is a good thing. I've already actually had one individual who reached out, I point to my computer, um, after one of the articles that was published saying she could never afford me. She couldn't, you know, what do I do? And so we've been communicating back and forth. So it's those kind of things that I think it really makes you feel good about it. Not that I so enjoy my private practice, right? but this is a part that I probably never would have had the time to do. Never it's hard to carve it out. And now it's forced to be part of it. Yeah. So. And you, you know, it's interesting that you say that, you know, you're the, um, the press that's gone out about you being the new public administrator probably has people thinking about these issues who, as you said, because of their level of wealth or lack of resources, hadn't been thinking about this before, but how important future planning is for everyone. Absolutely. And, and so that's, it's, I guess it's not great. It took us this long to have a woman in the role, but it's good that having a woman in the role has made it something that's being picked up by the press and a conversation that people are having. Right. Absolutely. Cause I do believe, I agree with you. I think for 20 years, it just wasn't something that was the only time it came in the press is when there was bad press about it. Right. Um, that whether I know downstate, there's been a lot of corruption in that role, um, so that was the only time that it came about. It never really was in the press for the reasons that it, you know, that this role is intended to serve. And so I do think that's good. I do think it's raised awareness. So, yeah, important. I mean, certainly, particularly now with everything that all the public health issues that are happening, it um, it seems pretty obvious to me that um, that your work generally and then adding this work, it means a lot to you whether you're working with private client or, or with people now through the public administrator role that you, um, you understand the legal side of it and the, you know, the complicated pieces, but that the human part means a lot right. to you as well. Is that, is that part of what drew you to this? Absolutely. It is absolutely spot on. Um, I, you know, after graduating from law school, I have always, always been a people person. 
And those who know me know I could talk to anyone. And I do. I like to try to Which help. Is what we love about you. <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah, no. Um, but I like to try to help people. And I find it so gratifying. And not to say that, you know, corporate transactional work or commercial real estate isn't gratifying. But when you're truly helping someone on a personal level, which first of all, to even be retained by someone, it takes a lot of implicit trust. So it's overcoming that hurdle. Um, and once you've overcome that hurdle, oh, uh, some of my clients for whom I've done work for a while, you become entrenched in the entire family from a generational standpoint. And it's, it, 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 it goes beyond just practicing law. It really does. So I actually had a client, you know, send me the nicest card at the, at the end of this past year saying how much I need to he and his family and things like that just make it worthwhile. It really does. So, yeah. and I do, I, I loved, I loved, I love to interact with people. Yeah. And I could see where like when they have family businesses and other pieces, you're really a huge part of their business decisions, even though this is the private client side of their, of their legal needs. You almost become, you know, what's, what's great about this area, you can become that quarterback that they come to for almost everything. And then you kind of pivot and try to find them the right resource, whether it be legal, personal, what have you, banking, accounting. Um, and that's a great role to serve because you, it does just, it deepens the relationship and it just makes it more meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's fantastic. And so, um, it seems like you, you are someone, and, and I've thought this for a while, who takes the best out of whatever happens and makes it a strength, like figures out how to turn things. So with all the work at, from the public administrator role, how do you think that's going to strengthen your private client, your trust and estates practice? So it wasn't always that way. <laughs> I, I definitely, um, you know, you can become jaded very quickly in this area of, um, in this profession, if you really don't find the positives, because it is, it's a very tough profession. I always say to my children, any profession that measures success by way of your time, in order to see, you need to commit more. Committing more to the profession means giving less at home or wherever else you may enjoy. So you definitely have to find positives that continue to attract you, continue to bring you back. So I, I definitely, my glasses now have full. It wasn't always, but it definitely is now. And it has been for a while. But I think the public administrator role, it's giving me a couple of different things that I wouldn't have had otherwise. It's, again, it's, it's hard in the private practice. You can get a skewed sense of reality and how people live and what they're accustomed to. That's and right. it definitely brings you back. And it really makes you realize there's such a need and there's such there's a huge diverse population out there that you don't get to touch in your everyday practice or may not even know who you are. And this has given me that opportunity to meet a lot more people that I don't think I ever would have met. It's also allowing me to see that there's so much more that goes into serving in those fiduciary roles. It's one thing to be the attorney advising someone, but now we're paying the bills. We're changing the insurance. We're making sure the lights are on. We're making sure the pipes don't freeze. So there's a lot that goes into it that I don't know that I ever had a true understanding. I, I would counsel people, but being on the flip side of it too, now I can have a better appreciation for what a fiduciary is actually doing because now I'm being held to that standard. So, Yeah, that seems like it, that's an important thing to, to realize, I think, mm -hmm. that, and it gives you a different perspective as you're talking to those folks on the private client side. Yeah, it's all right. Um, one thing that I, I think is also important here is you've, you're bringing an associate along on this journey with you. So you're mentoring, which you're very good at and known to be someone who's, um, who's very engaged with associates, but you're bringing Matt Taylor along on this public administrator ride with you. Is he the assistant public administrator? Is that 
So he's the deputy, deputy but um, okay. truly I could not do this without him. So we are definitely a team. And we also have Chandra Freeman, who's one of the um, paralegals working with us. It truly takes a team. It cannot be one person. There are so many facets to this job. We're hoping, obviously, the other prior PA had this for 20 years. We're still so in the thick of it, just learning it from writing a handbook to knowing to accounting to the court every month to all the things I just described on the actual side of the, you know, taking care of a house. We have a, a storage unit now. So it takes a village to run this thing. So I could not. I can't even tell you. He's mentoring me some days. So we work together really well. It's great. The, the, it, it really is good. It's priceless. And that's the other thing I would always say to people. What, what's the key to success? Being around people you enjoy to be around and liking. Because you won't like your job if you're not. You spend too much time here. You got you to gotta have fun. You got to like the people. And it's got to be more than just a job. So, And that's yep. what we have. We definitely have. Yeah. And what a great experience for Matt. I mean, you know, to, for him to be able to jump into this and learn it with you, you know, so many times for junior associates, they feel like they don't know, you know, they're like, I know nothing and they know everything. So this is a really good experience for you together. I think. Right. Really. And he's stuck with me. I know that. Now you're stuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. That's great. Well, you have a lot going on with the public administrator and private practice and you have a life outside, you know, because lawyers aren't just advisors and counselors that were people. So, um, you know, how do you manage some of that balance with adding all of this on? Or is it more that idea of integration where right now it's drinking from the fire hose and then hopefully in a few months it comes down? How are you approaching that? I definitely think it's the latter of the two. It's definitely the integration. Um, My, in particular, my sons are my world. Yes. Yes, they are my world. So without them, I wouldn't do anything. So And I won't get emotional because I have a kid going to college. So I try to at all times be a role model for them. And part of that is doing what fulfills you professionally, but doing what fulfills you personally. And my son came to me with an issue the other day and I was so happy he came to me and it made me realize I'm doing something right. He feels comfortable. He can talk to me. I also think, you know, again, they both realize that things don't always come easy. You have to work for things and you can't give up. You can't quit. So that part of the professional side, I think I'm serving a good role model for them. I, on the personal side, I'm definitely try to, I'm definitely that parent. There's definitely boundaries and there's definitely hard lines, but we also have fun and, and, and I, my kids know how much I love them regardless, but I also work out. So that's my key to show. Now that's, that's been failing a little bit here and there, but that helps me with the balance. I'm a, working out gives me a much better perspective. I'm a much better mother, spouse, and attorney. Absolutely. Hands down. That is my stress relief. Yeah. It gives you time to be you just mm-hmm. Cressida when you're like, when you're, if you're running or whatever it is, it's just your moment yeah. to just be you and kind of let your mind wander to wherever it wants to go. Exactly. Exactly. We, we talk about these boys a lot because we're both moms of yes. sons and sports boys that we're trying to get to here and there. And so I, I appreciate that. And when the first piece of college mail came recently, I got a little nervous. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's hard to, you know, sometimes for people to realize that working hard can be a great role, mo- you know, way to be a role model for the kids. And it, it is integration. Maybe we were all kind of sold of this work-life balance thing, that's a little like, there are going to be days where it's only going to be one. And so you have to be okay with that. But as you pointed out, 
be fulfilled in what you do, enjoy it and enjoy the people that you do that right. kind of work with. Right. right. And I always say to my boys too, once you, you know, if, if your day is going to be filled with work, then don't look back or regret, just make it the best and move forward. But if you know you're going to say on a Wednesday, you're leaving work at five because you're going to go for a run, work till five, be hard. Every day, you just have to juggle and make it the best of whatever it is. So, yeah, Absolutely. I think that's that's perfect advice. Um, before we uh, before we let you go, I would like to do a quick nod to your traditional practice because we did talk about how, you know, some people aren't individuals are paying attention to what they should be um, paying attention to and taking care of their um their finances, their resources, and their future planning. So do you have a couple of takeaways on the trust and estates front for listeners, things maybe folks should be considering doing now? Absolutely. I mean, the basics always are make certain you have the basic power of attorney and healthcare proxy in place. God forbid something happens to you and you don't pass away. You need to make certain someone can step in seamlessly and your spouse isn't automatically entitled to do those things for you without those legal documents. And that's what some people don't realize. Um, and then, of course, a will is very, very important for, in particular, if you have children and guardians and those who are so blessed and fortunate to have um, more wealth, the, they have to keep their eye on the administration and whether or not the tax laws are going to change. So there's two, you know, there's a lot of facets to it, but it's always good to just be in tune with it. Um, there's many great resources. I, a lot of our offices have great trust and estates attorneys in each of them. We're lucky. Yeah, We're lucky. yeah very lucky. Um, lucky because also internally we get to question, yeah. give you guys, ask you guys a lot of questions. Which yeah. is, um, I know from personal experience, really fantastic. Well, I, as always, I could talk to you for another hour or more, but I thank Likewise. you for your time. Yeah. I know how busy you are. Um, and I think you gave us great things to think about, you know, um, taught us what a public administrator is and does, um, gave us the advice to enjoy what you do and who you do it with, and then some practical advice that everyone should be planning for the mm -hmm. future, no matter where mm -hmm. they, they sort of lie on the financial spectrum. So I, thank you, Christopher. Thank you. I can't wait to get to Rochester again so we can Yay! catch up in person. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Yeah. We'll see you in person soon. I hope so, too. All right. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Legally Bond. If you are listening and have any questions for me, want to hear from someone from the firm, or have a suggestion for a future topic, please email us at legallybond at bsk.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Legally Bond wherever podcasts are downloaded. Bond, Shenick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is attorney advertising.